0: I find this mildly humorous, but the ingredient list starts with purified water (laughs) instead of just water. Rest assured, like reputable brands will only use purified water. (laughs) It doesn't mean the resurfacing uses tap water. (laughs)
1: Welcome back, everyone. This is the Chemist Confessions podcast. I'm Victoria. And I'm Gloria. And this is a human conversation on all the skincare we talk about on the daily. And today's episode is decoding retinol.
0: Oh, that was a hot topic. Mm. I think the hardest thing about putting this episode together is narrowing it down
1: because there's so many. For sure, for sure. But before we get into that, uh, how about a brand update?
0: All right, guys, uh, um, we have been saying this for a really long time, but we are- <laughs> saying a lot of things. We say a lot a really of things. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bearing with us. Our incubator <laughs> program is in full swing. And in um, this year, we're running two tests. Uh, one is already underway for those who may experience skin congestion or general skin irritation. And the second one is on cleansers. So um, keep an eye out if you're able <laughs> keep an eye out and for our, the results from this test. Yeah. And we can't wait to share with everyone what we're really cooking up in the kitchen.
1: Yeah. And if you are interested in joining, definitely you can still sign up for the future hatcheries to come um, and join our chemist crew. Uh, the sign up is actually on our website. Just go to our product incubator. All right. And the second thing we should definitely talk about is, yeah holiday stuff is already out and that's right we are already preparing for our holiday kits coming up Mm -hmm. we're really excited every year this has always been a lot of fun for us to bundle and curate based on i think our customer favorites or what routines really make sense um and even though we haven't had like a new major launch this year Mm -hmm. the combinations have like slightly differed yep yep um Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So uh, this episode should be releasing on October 23rd. Mm
0: -hmm. If you're listening, um, make sure you subscribe to our website. Yeah. You will be the first to know when the kids come. We are aiming to get it out ASAP. Mm -hmm. So, you know, your holiday shopping isn't so hectic and cluttered. So keep
1: an eye out. Please remember to use your podcast only promo code podcast ship for free shipping. And that's also free expedited shipping as well on your order. And this code is stackable. Uh, Enjoy. All right. Let's get into the news. All right.
0: In the news, uh us us, us, us has been the theme the past like two <laughs> months. It's been slow. And um, I think everyone just waiting for holidays. holidays. So we will definitely the next episode, mm-hmm. next next episode when we do the news should be more exciting. We should be reviewing more holiday kits and yep. what maybe new stuff might be coming down the pipeline. Yeah. But for now, it's another slow week. <laughs> and I have to say that um I saw this and I was like, oh man. This is still a thing. So Ritual, the mm-hmm. supplements company, is mm-hmm. getting on, in on the sleep category and they're launching a melatonin supplement. Oh. Yay. So I want to call this out <laughs> because it is $25 or 20 capsules.
1: Wow. And I'm pretty sure you can get melatonin at like... Melatonin gummies, like 100 of them at Costco for like... Five bucks? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eight bucks maybe? <laughs> so definitely a premium, premium yeah.
0: um melatonin capsule. Wow. I actually was kind of curious because when I, I, I saw the pricing first before I read the articles, so I was kind of like, oh, is this some like new blend with like newly
1: discovered herbal ingredients and whatnot? No, melatonin. Yeah. And I will say, I think they talk about, you know, slow release. Yeah. I do think melatonin has been kind of under scrutiny recently yeah. just because dosing doesn't seem to be quite, we haven't quite looked at it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the gummies are just have been overkill. Yeah. Yeah. In that sense, I'm like, okay, but yeah, that that's costly yep. for sure. Okay. um, So I guess beauty supplements going into other realms kind of makes sense. And yeah. I do feel like we do see some melatonin enter like uh beauty retail mm-hmm. um because of beauty sleep I guess so that like we said these the industries often overlap and yeah,
0: yeah I do think sleep is a category that's also a weird trend cycle in beauty mm-hmm. like I feel like sleeping mask and sleep cereal yeah Can I get over this <laughs>
1: guys there's sleep cereal
0: <laughs> I do love my silk eye um yeah, eye mask and yeah. stuff like that but I feel like once in a while they're just like focus on sleep. Yeah sleep quality. Yeah here. for sure.
1: All right we also have a new launch.
0: So this is a brand called Higher Dose. Mm-hmm. Higher Dose is a tech brand that brings um more LED mask to uh to the forefront. <laughs> they have a more standard, I guess it's like a more rather than a rigid hard shell mask, it's a softer silicone mask. So mm-hmm. you don't have it really wrapped around your head. Mm-hmm. They even make one for your neck. Mm-hmm. I think a couple of episodes ago, around episode twenty, we took a closer look at red light devices. Mm-hmm. Along- episode twenty one. Twenty one, yes. Oh. And one of the ones we review is a brand called cure with a q yes and we kind of went into their clinicals in detail talk about the nuances mm. we're not doing that here because <laughs> i can't find
1: a clinical it's true their website doesn't share a lot to yeah be honest. i
0: found them on sephora first and yeah. then i went to their website yeah. and i still don't see any testing and it's still a cool 349 dollars for their face mask and also 349 for their neck mask so to me it's one of those things where you know, like red light is a category mm-hmm. is really hot. There mm-hmm. are some really interesting data around it. Mm-hmm. I will say higher dose does share the wavelength yes. of the light. That's a good point. But at the same time, I feel like if I'm already splurging in this price point for a device, then I'd rather choose one that has testing. For
1: sure. I also did want to mention because they have the infrared blankets and the mat. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And these are definitely, um, I, I guess, devices that are used in in office red mm-hmm. light therapy. But... I think the thing that's always important to know is at home devices, strength and level will always be different than yeah. your in-office device. So that's something to keep in mind. But I think I would say what's noteworthy is they're the first to to come out with that kind of product for full body. Mm-hmm. But I just, yeah, without any testing, I don't know the benefits. right? Yeah. yeah. But so, kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah.
0: if you have tried this brand,
1: mm-hmm. then let us know how your experience yeah. was. And yeah. All right. Next one. I thought it was kind of, this is a a little bit out there, but kind of fun to share in the mm-hmm. Asian beauty realm. Kose owns a brand called Addiction Tokyo. Mm-hmm. They're kind of that, I would say like makeup artist brand. Yeah. They're actually going to be launching in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think they're already available for sale. Um, so I thought that was kind of a cool share just because I, I don't know if you feel this way, Gloria, but like I found my makeup tastes have really like minimalized to like makeup artist brands where it's like very straightforward colors and pigments and whatnot yep
0: uh i definitely went through a long pocket of time in my early 20s where i loved those like urban decay palettes. yes and i'm like wow that is a really vibrant chartreuse (laughs) and i can (laughs) totally wear that on my eyes (laughs) and now i'm like what was i thinking (laughs) um so yeah totally agree i really like um so When I go back to Asia and I shop for Asian Mm -hmm. um, makeup, Mm -hmm. generally speaking, they are, what they focus on is shimmer or Mm -hmm. like lighter shimmer and color payoff isn't as strong as say artist brands in the States because Mm -hmm. they offer that more subtle Mm look. But I think, I'm pretty sure Addiction is one of their stronger color payoff lines. And I think that fit in the Western market is a lot better than some of the more like, more muted lines. For sure. Yeah.
1: They're definitely on the, I would say mid tier price point where, you know, you have your NYX line, your drugstore brands, but then one eyeshadow um, from this brand is going to cost you around 20 bucks to give you kind of an idea of where they stand. But I would say, yeah, I just, it's very minimalistic. um, Lots of shades to choose from. Mm I would say they're, I kind of like their lip color because it's a lot more, they're going for more like natural tones and whatnot. So yeah, if, yeah. You're, if you're into it, check it out. And I will say that packaging, mm.
0: I kind of had a laugh because that's such old school shoe Uemura <laughs> packaging yeah. that no, that's they a good boot point. it addiction and addictions like, oh, the or already made, I'll take it. <laughs> it no, like. that's totally <laughs> true. It's very
1: basic. Yep. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Um, next, we have a
0: launch from Goop. Yep. Um, I think this kind of goes with the trend of skinification uh, of
1: stuff. The
0: iffification. Ifification. <laughs> We're skinifying all sorts of crap. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but anyway, Goop Beauty launched their mm. Color Blur Global mm. and they released press work. They talk about how they make sure they infused it with skincare ingredients. So I'm just going to go over their ingredient list really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. So they have caprylic glyceride, mm. stearic acid, adipic acid, glycerin cross polymer. Mm-hmm ricinous, uh, castor seed oil. <laughs> oh, my, whatever, <laughs> it's castor seed. <laughs> Bis glycerol, poly, adipate, dash two. Safflower seed oil, sunflower seed wax, cocoa caput. So a lot of oils and pigments. Da-da-da-da-da. They did call our buckthorn fruit oil mm-hmm. as um, kind of a standout ingredient. that's a little lower down on the list. So all in all, I think it's, it is kind of interesting. I think the structure of the formula is pretty typical yes. makeup oil balm, but at the same time, I do think they you can kind of see where they're more mindful picking oils. That sounds more familiar. I yeah. would- <laughs> <laughs> Silence. Victoria's like, yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, in terms of uh, makeup brands that try to incorporate a skincare element, mm. I would say this is on the lower threshold, yeah, for sure. Um, because you know there's brands like Ilia that actually try to incorporate things like vitamin C and yeah. whatnot. But here they're they're truly just, it's um, incorporating a little bit more plant oil. Mm. So kind of like, okay, I would say uh, skinification. Light. Very light. Yeah. yeah. I'm not really offended though because at the end of the no. day, I think
0: we definitely take the stance for like incorporating skincare and makeup. Sure, it sounds nice, but totally. you're still not getting the heavy hitting benefits.
1: Totally. And also it's, Sometimes there is a payoff where you're like, it's sometimes if you try to do both, mm-hmm. then none are done well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. So yeah, I totally agree. But I
0: did want to say that this is skewed that I will not be buying period. Cause I went through a pocket of time where I love those tinted bombs. Okay. I think, bobby brown had one yes. so I was like you put it on your lip you put it on your cheeks mm-hmm. you put it everywhere tinted bomb and then you put it nowhere <laughs> and then I have it drying up uh. shriveling up it in tins and I have like eight of those and maybe not the bobby brown ones but like I feel like tinted anything is no. such an easy pickup and yeah. makes you feel happy it's one of those like yes. oh I love
1: this color you I also feel like you hear that it's like you can use it eight different ways. Uh-huh. But then I realized I'm not good enough to know how to use it eight different ways. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So um the last tinted balm I bought, I believe, is from Mad Hippie. Okay. R.I.P. balm. <laughs> Anything, especially in a jar, it yeah. just it usually dries before I can even make a dip in it. True, true.
1: All right. So after that, there's one more that I want to share with Gloria. This is... I'm just going to read it to her and let's just see how she feels. Okay. So the title is U.S. representatives hope to end animal testing with reintroduction of Humane Cosmetics Act. Mm. Okay. So the what? Five U.S. representatives are leading a bipartisan delegation to reintroduce the Humane Cosmetics Act. The legislation purports to end safety testing of cosmetic products on animals and ban the sale of beauty products tested on animals. Just for some added details, the act is supported by a number of animal protection organizations. Some 11 states have already outlawed the practice. Senate companion legislation is expected to follow later in the session. I also want to mention that they have a quote from one of the representatives that actually says they do acknowledge that much of the cosmetics industry has already moved to more scientifically sound methods that do not result in animal cruelty. Um, But they're going to pass this law. <laughs> yeah, I know. I actually. So Gloria rolled her eyes for our podcast. <laughs> I, okay. I
0: feel like this is a lot of like this is posturing. Just, yes. Yeah. It's just fanfare to mm-hmm. fanfare. <laughs> yeah. It, it sounds really sexy, right? Yeah. Like I can come up. I can roll into Senate and be like, hey, I want to propose a legislation that ends you know, child labor in yeah. Idaho. Like, I think it's effed up the Idaho. Like, but in oh, Idaho people are like, "What the hey, hell, man?" Like, oh, I'm probably like, "What the heck?" Stop lying. I'm sorry. I just made that whole thing up. But that's what it feels like to me. Is I think within the state. So first of all, a lot of our listeners would know that there is new cosmetic legis- legislation that's being worked called mogra Yeah, and it has a lot to do with safety and production, mm-hmm. new standards for cosmetics all around. So Mokra is still in that transition phase of getting rolled out and getting pushed through. And they're still figuring out in terms of execution, what that means. Like, how do we hold everyone accountable? And these people just rolling through be like, you shouldn't test on bunnies. <laughs> and it's so irrelevant to what's yes. being done. It's
1: just such so, it's just wasted energy. Very like tone deaf to the situation. Yeah. Um, also just putting a lot of unnecessary um confusion and miscommunication again for consumers to be like what like there's still animal testing going on so i i gore and i can tell you that yeah for the most part uh the safety animal testing is done in the very a very upstream ingredient Ingredient aspect right but brands it's actually would be pretty difficult and also very expensive to do animal testing, so you'd have to basically go out of your way to do this kind of testing.
0: Yeah, and I think the um, the understanding from a couple of years ago is that brands that sell in China, yeah. the, the law there requires you test on animals, yeah. and the things that even in the Chinese FDA they have passed laws to move away from it. So regular cosmetics finished goods aren't really required to test on animals there anymore either. So. This has been in the works for forever. Yeah. So for these five people to come <laughs> out, like jump on the soapbox, be like, how could you tell someone? I know. So,
1: like, they really want the animal lovers vote, obviously. Yeah. But we're here to tell you that this whole trying to pass this act it sounds like a waste of time. You're Sorry. stealing
0: a living. <laughs> Do something useful. Think about the children in Idaho. <laughs> I heard it here first i don't, I don't know, know why i just picked idaho. <laughs> I <don't t-shirt. laughs> it's not true i'm sorry people in idaho
1: <laughs> uh anyways all right so that ends the news we're gonna get into the decodes um yeah because there's some shenanigans there like a lot of categories
0: yeah so we decided to pick a couple that well first of all example one that we're gonna get into <laughs> is just kind of a silly fun one yeah. yeah, and you kind of already know that it's a silly, phone product based on the packaging. Mm-hmm. It's Tony Mo- uh, Tony Moly's Plumpkin Retinal Firming Eye Cream. I
1: really love the
0: packaging. It's adorable. <laughs> and for podcast listeners, it's literally a oh little God. pumpkin jar yeah
1: it's it's really cute yeah
0: and i am i am guilty i shouldn't say guilty there's nothing wrong with the brand it's like one of those like teenager like a little yes. like a younger brand that does a lot of fun packaging
1: and they do they do a lot of like they have their like panda yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And stuff
0: like that. i definitely buy those stuff like <laughs> yeah. when you go into ulta yeah. and you see one of those like silly jars i'm like oh shucks <laughs> you know, those, um lip chapsticks with the
1: cat paws mm-hmm. i think those are great I buy those too, <laughs> yeah.
0: so they're not they're not a brand that is known for heavy hitting actives per se. So I do find it That's interesting true. that even they want to get in on the retinal side of things. Yeah. So <clears throat> I just want to do a quick decode. This is a very long ingredient list. So I really appreciate them just go ahead and calling out their key actives and give us a percentage, which sounds really promising and sounds really like almost something you wouldn't expect from a brand like this. Yeah. So they call out um, pumpkin fruit extract. Okay. And then they call retinal. Okay. Pumpkin fruit extract clocks in at ten thousand five hundred ppm, and retinal clocks in at two point two ppb.
1: Sorry, yes, <laughs> ppb. Wow. Yes.
0: So, um, uh, I think this is kind of a popular thing to do in Korea. Um, is to refer to their actual concentration no, in ppm. Yeah, we so see that a lot. Parts
1: per million, in mm. ppb. Parts per billion.
0: Yeah. So what that what parts per million means is basically one over a million. That's that's what that means, and we went ahead and helped everyone translate it into a more more commonly understandable percentage form. you did the math. I did the math. So uh, ten the ten thousand five hundred ppm translate to about one point oh five percent of the pumpkin mm, fruit, fruit extract. extract. Okay. And then the ppb. <laughs> just remember, a uh, million and billion. There's three decimal points of difference. <laughs> so a two point two ppb amount of retinol equates to point zero 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 six zero zero. 0, 2, 2% retinal. <laughs> so I had to, to decode it here because I'm like, oh my God, they're so honest. <laughs> <laughs> like they put that
1: on the packaging, but if you do the quick math, you're yeah. like, oh. Yeah, so, well... Yeah, at least they're honest. Yeah, A plus for honesty, guys. They're honest and you get a fun pumpkin packaging. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not mad, honestly. Yeah,
0: so <laughs> I wouldn't think of this as a retinol eye cream. Yeah. I wouldn't buy it expecting yeah. it for retinol purposes. Yeah. I, you wouldn't need to acclimate your skin to the 0.00000022% 0. 000 000 of retinol in this product. Yeah. But I just thought that, you know, just want to put this out there in case people see
1: it and get a little confused as to what that really means. Yeah. And if you're curious about the formula, just looking at it, you've got water, glycerin, trimethicone Mm -hmm. um, up in the higher parts of the ingredient list and a lot of different plant extracts. So really think of this as a light hydrator for your eye area. Yeah. and definitely skews young we don't see any mm. butters or
0: waxes yeah. so it's not one of those like even though it's positions that i cream. Yeah. it's definitely lighter on the yeah. um, on that side
1: too so we would put this in the category of like fun skincare yeah, yeah. exactly for sure well well at least they were honest yeah i thought it was i, I thought it was kind of adorable <laughs> I, had, I had a little <laughs> chuckle <laughs> yeah no that's great all right what do we got for example two all right this one is a
0: little bit more dense okay because ultimately, we realize that there's so many retinal products out mm-hmm. there, it can get really confusing. Yeah. and I think a lot of people's entry point to retinal nowadays is a drugstore brand. Um, yeah, retinol. no,
1: that's true. It's and a great entry point. Like if you're a beginner, um, a lot of times we have recommended Neutrogena as a rapid wrinkle repair mm-hmm. as a good starting point. Um just because yeah those percentages are often going to be a uh, baseline efficacy yeah
0: yeah exactly i will say a lot of drugstore brands don't really disclose your percentage so mm-hmm. it's hard to tell but mm-hmm. most reputable brands you can think about them as probably around the 0.1 percent mm-hmm. level ish yeah but it's just a guesstimate because it's hard to tell so today we're going to look at two different survey yeah. rounds
1: okay let's do it <sighs>
0: So is right. so popular shopping within the same line is very confusing. <laughs> First off, you have Cerave's Resurfacing Retinal Serum. Yep, this one clocks in at twenty one ninety nine. Mm-hmm. And I'll just go through the ingredient very very quickly. Mm-hmm. Water, propane diol, dimethicone, stereo uh, niacinamide, a thickener, uh, di potassium mm-hmm. This is an, this is kind of a molecule for, a molecule from licorice root that's more soothing based. And then you have their brand signature, my
1: MPAP, my EOP. Yeah, 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 And then you you will hit retinol mm-hmm. and then sodium hyaluronate and then a bunch of other stuff, yeah. Yep.
0: And then you have the CeraVe Skin Renewing Serum. Mm-hmm. This one is $26.99, so about $5 more okay. than the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, I find this mildly humorous, but the, uh, the ingredient list starts with purify water <laughs> instead of just water rest assured like reputable brands will only use purified water (laughs) it doesn't mean the resurfacing uses tap water (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Straight from the sink yo yeah. <laughs> So it goes: water, glycerin, cap triglyceride potassium acetylphosphate, phosphate, mm. hydrogenated palm glycerides, polysorbate twenty. Okay. There's shea butter. The okay. butter is not in the resurfacing one. Mm-hmm. And then you go a bunch of bunch of support ingredients, structure Dimethical. ingredients, and then you go all the way down. You have tocopherol, which is your vitamin E, mm.
1: and then you have
0: niacinamide, mm.
1: and then retinol. Right yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have your ceramides. This inky is kind of funny. It's like the ordering is kind of interesting. But anyways, and then you also have your ceramides at the end. Yeah. So Victoria. <laughs> how would you choose between these two uh, retinals? Mm, okay. Okay. Well, I think the two things that probably would drive my decision is the niacinamide mm-hmm. and the shea butter. Mm-hmm. So if I am using... I almost think if I'm using this as an additional treatment to my existing routine with moisturizer, I would probably go with the non-shea butter version for me. Mm -hmm. But also I would like to not have a ton of niacinamide. Niacinamide actually can be helpful in pairing with retinol. So I think that's, it's not a big problem to be honest, but yeah. So I'd probably choose the resurfacing for my routine. Just because yep. I don't need any additional heaviness with the extra waxes, in them.
0: for sure. Right. Uh, yeah, for me, the renewing is definitely positioned as more hydrating. Yeah. Um, you have glycerin in the second spot. Mm. You have she- some amount of shea butter. Mm. This can probably work as a standalone moisturizer yeah. for most people. Yeah. Um, normal to slightly dry, but I wanna I wanna say that if you're choosing it based on retinol, it is really hard to make any firm conclusions here
1: i'll also be honest because like i realized there's also dimethiconal in the resurfacing yeah. here yeah yeah and i feel like i might just if i'm stuck in the aisle looking at these 2 i'm like i'm just gonna go with what's cheaper yeah yeah <laughs> actually i think this is my, this was my conclusion
0: to look at these two what's interesting is resurfacing one is a little cheaper mm. and but it seems like it, they did a clinical on it but i couldn't oh. see a clinical for renewing Uh-huh-huh. but the clinical wasn't like was the details weren't given? Okay. I couldn't find it on their website. Okay. I can only find a picture on Ulta where it has mm. like before after eight week pictures, mm. um, and that's it. So these these two products for a brand as big as Cerave are both a little mysterious mm. to me. So I have a lot of like thoughts about these in general. So for example, resurfacing, right? I don't
1: know why they call it resurfacing. Yeah, I don't know what no, you're resurfacing true. with this ingredient <laughs> list. So it's what a little are weird. Resurfacing? Yeah, yeah. I mean. I think they just wanted to, the re, Mm -hmm. you know, they're just in the thesaurus looking at what other words aside from renewing. I don't know. No, I totally agree. And I will say, actually, if I did see testing and price point was cheaper i i think that would actually drive my decision for sure yeah exactly yeah. so over al- over the inky at all i wouldn't even care yeah. yeah
0: exactly so ultimately we will vote for the resurfacing one just yeah. know that you don't have to skip your aj's on it because this thing is not really resurfacing much um <laughs> uh, but between the two resurfacing just based on all the data yeah. that's available to us mm-hmm. that's that would be our choice yeah um, they do both come with a mysterious amount of retinol um so can't really say for sure one way or another in terms of retinal strength, which one is stronger. For sure. Uh-huh. Well,
1: also, whatever coupon you get. Yeah. Helpful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I, I really like that. It's a good comparison. Yeah, I it's know. like
0: very funky. And this is within the same line. I'm mm. sure a lot of
1: people look at these and be like,
0: uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> If you've had this feeling, let us know. <laughs> yeah. And which one did you end up going with? I'd be so curious. I mean, that's the end of our decode, but we should sum this up with a few shopping. things. Yes. I think that would be helpful. Yeah. Um, we'll start with concentrations. You guys have heard it before, but let's do a review. Um, so for retinol beginning concentrations, you're looking at 0.1 to 0.3%. Mm-hmm. You want to kick it up to a more intermediate level, we would say 0.5. And then 1% is definitely that max, that expert level. Yep, We do see a lot of
0: percentages as a um reasonable guide, but mm-hmm. we do see a lot of weird shenanigans with retinal percentages. Mm-hmm. A lot of drugstore brands don't disclose your percentage. Just assume it's a 0.1-ish percent or ask yeah. the brand if they are willing to let you know what level mm. the retinal is in. Uh, we will say beware of the PPM, PPB labeling with retinal, <laughs> or just do a quick math there. And another thing we've noticed is sometimes you'll see retinal percentages listed at like two to 10%. Know that that is not lingo that is very helpful because mm-hmm. they usually refer to the blend, like the complex that they get that includes retinol that doesn't, it's actually a little misleading. You're not actually getting 10% retinol.
1: Yeah, good point. Also, sometimes they it alludes to a blend of different types of retinoids. So it yes. could be just like retinol plus HPR, you know? And so I would say that's one thing to look out for. And I okay, I don't know how you feel about this, Laura, but for me, I feel like hot take of all the actives out there. I feel like this is the category that percentages should be included. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. And weirdly enough, this is a category that really needs a decode because I recently, when, you know, preparing for this episode, looking at some of these products, it's true. I mean, we've, we called this out before with, I believe it might be a dermalogical product, but where they say retinol but it's actually not either just, just retinol, retinol. Mm-hmm. and i found a couple other products that do say retinol serum and they're actually using a retinol derivative Ooh. so i'm like what that's not the same so it, it is important definitely to start checking because retinol is such a hot category it's definitely normal for suppliers to start looking for other more stable complexes that they can capitalize on so yeah yeah for sure yeah.
0: Um, and generally speaking, we do still think of retinol as kind yeah. of the gold standard in the cosmetic space. Yeah, I know there's a lot of stuff out there on retinol mm-hmm. nowadays with an A, and also bakuchiol as a mm-hmm. plant derived um replacement. We have we have done a dedicated episode on um, the science behind bakuchiol or bakuchiol. I feel like we started we've started yeah yeah, but um check that out if you want. But just as a preview, next episode we'll go into you know. Ooh. The retinol versus retinol and other mm. derivatives. So that's, that's where we'll basically wrap
1: up this deco corner yeah. and finish the episode up with some Q&As. Let's do it. We polled you guys actually for some retinol questions. So yep. some of these are really great. We're actually going to do more than two mm-hmm. than we usually do. Um, let's start with, this is a question from Lee Felina? Mm-hmm. Can I continue to apply my other serums and facial oil on top of the retinol?
0: Generally speaking, yes. Retinol can actually go well with many many serums. Um, Just when you're introducing, beware to not overwhelm skin Mm -hmm. if your other serums are also very high levels of active. Totally. Um, I would say water-based serums should most likely go before your retinol because your retinol is likely a cream or oil-based. You can put a face oil on top of retinol. I tend to feel like it's not necessary Mm. because retinol products um, have a baseline of hydration already. True.
1: They're usually emulsions. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed.
0: All right. Next question. This
1: is from at right n o twenty three. Your thoughts on following up retinol with the specialist?
0: So the specialist is our a, um, one of our ex- oh, wow <laughs> <laughs> it is it's one of our exfoliating acid treatments that features eighteen percent mandelic acid, two percent cell acid, and five percent niacinamide. It sounds daunting, but actually mandelic acid is a large molecule and yeah. it's gentle enough to use a leave-on spot tree. <laughs>
1: looking at Victoria to answer the actual question <laughs> right, right um so because of that um i would say okay so i think for acne individuals it's not uncommon to stack this level of actives together in a routine yeah. just going to say it right now a lot of us are have really um intense regimens and this layering is not it, i think a lot of us will feel like oh yes i've done it before yeah but again, is it, it's definitely higher strength. So it is something that we would recommend maybe try patch testing in your retinal routine to see how skin does um, before you kind of go full in, full-blown active sandwich here. But yeah, I would say it doesn't, I, I'm not phased, but I also would like you to tread carefully. <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure. Um, sometimes we recommend, especially if you're early on your yeah. retinal uh, journey yeah. to just kind of space out the nights. Totally, yeah. good point. Cool. Next, at Sarah Smile Twenty Six asks, "My lips are inflamed, but skin is fine after upping tretinoin to three times a week.
1: Mm. Tips to prevent?" So probably what's happening here is the product is traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would try to say, you know, do your best to avoid the lip area. Um, I don't know if that's possible, but you know, a lot of people are, you know, more concerned about the nasolabial fold and then the chin area, but. I would say that's probably one area. And then um, sometimes we've recommended doing applying an occlusive. Yeah. As kind of that. Offer. Yeah. That like topical um, film protection um, before applying retinol.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, um, if you have a balm, you can maybe either use your fingers or use a Q-tip mm-hmm. to just line
1: the edges of your
0: lips a little bit.
1: A pie before, uh, before the not tread. after. After will make it worse. We'll but. seal it. In. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: but I was gonna add that uh, retinol is oil soluble, so mm-hmm. this method wouldn't work as well as say preventing like AHA from yeah, irritating. That's true, but also yeah. work to some degree. Yeah,
1: so, yeah. But that's really all you can do because it depends on the formula. You'd be mm-hmm. surprised how certain formulas you create can really—they just but, have this spreadability. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Uh, next question. This is from at twenty. What's a good eye cream with retinol for wrinkles? What would you recommend? I totally added this question as a <laughs> self-serving moment. But, hmm, um, what is a really good clinically <laughs> tested retinol that we tried that's also you can use for face? <laughs> uh, um, we will have to say our very own double play <laughs> retinol.
0: This is one where we formulated and tested specifically to use both around the eye and yes. face with um, minimal irritation. Yeah. So proceed with caution, definitely patch test and ramp up. And I will say if you want to try anything else, we do recommend looking for options that's been tested for the eye area mm-hmm. because it's not just about the retinal, the formula as a whole, um, like Victoria mentioned and the track question, some formulas are runnier than others. Mm-hmm. This is definitely not area you want that like excess migration to happen. Yep. Treat that
1: as our commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, last question uh, that we are going to tackle is from at True. Can breastfeeding moms use retinol or is it a big no-no?
0: Oh, okay, right. So, (laughs) Um, yeah, you can definitely use retinol when you're breastfeeding. I think um, retinol and a lot of vitamin A in general is something that gets flagged to pregnant women, Mm -hmm. especially oral vitamin A because it's known as something that could cause birth defects. But your baby's grown now and it is out. It is a semi-functional being and retinol topically is totally fine.
1: Yeah, the penetration of it is very low. Conversion, on top of that, they looked at retinal supplements during the time of breastfeeding as an actual helpful antioxidant mm-hmm. and nutrient. So we would say generally for the most part, you are good to go. And congratulations. Yeah. All right. I think that's the end. That's it. Thank you guys so much. Hey. Um next week's
0: episode we'll get into the retinoid
1: world a little bit more. We I were- think it's gonna be good. I hope so. Yeah, because you know, we're looking at things like combining retinol with other actives Mm -hmm. comparing them with other retinoids so i i'm looking forward to this
0: yeah and you know what's funny is when i was putting this episode together i want to make sure that we don't repeat ourselves too much (laughs) and i was looking at the blogs we've written on Mm -hmm. this we've done some posts and i'm like we have never done a meets episode of retinol (laughs) hilarious i thought we've done this at least three times but we haven't so we're so good at planning guys
1: Uh, yeah, so look forward to next week. Um, but otherwise, Gloria, where can they find us? You can find us on our
0: website at chemistconfessions.com. Write to us at info at chemistconfessions.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can DM us on Instagram at chemist.confessions. That is <laughs> our handle at <laughs> a brain fart. Um Otherwise, comment on this video below. Yeah. Let us know if it's helpful. And... We're going to make a point to try to answer as many questions as we can going forward. So definitely let us know if there's anything you're lost on. Yeah.
1: Otherwise, thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.